Sir Henry Morgan was a British privateer famous for his cunning and bravery. He sacked cities and towns as he pleased and demanded the respect of those around him. Fondly remembered today as the face of Captain Morgan's rum, today we learn why the crafty sailor was far more than his logo. This is Casual History. All right, welcome, Jeffrey, to another episode of Casual History. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, That's right. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to kind of hang out this one. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Just get to sit back and listen to a beautiful story. Don't worry, Jeffrey. We're we're about to go on an adventure again. Is it just off the top? Is it something that I do think I know of Uh, or around? I I don't know. You definitely know the name. Definitely know the name of this person. But Jeffrey, we're we're headed back to just okay. Close your eyes real quick. Ready? We're okay. gonna take you back. Okay. You're 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 on a beautiful ocean, right? Am beautiful I sailing? Ocean. You are sailing. Okay. <laughs> I'm all just of a on sudden, floating. <laughs> out of the blue, a pirate ship comes upon you. What do you do, Jeffrey? What are you doing? It depends. Am I a pirate? <laughs> you're not the pirate. No. <laughs> I'm not the pirate. <laughs> Uh, the pirate's coming towards you. I fight. To steal all your loot. I fight to the end. Yeah, yeah. But what would you do if that pirate was called Captain Morgan? Captain Morgan? Yes. I know of Captain Morgan. You do? You know his story? Not his story. I know that he was considered one of the top two, like we talked about Blackbeard um, in a previous episode. Was that's that my right. episode? That was my episode. Um, yeah. That's part of my uh, understanding was he was either... Um, almost considered the goat outside of Blackbeard, and Blackbeard right. was like Kobe, you know, like kind of came after. He's like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, he kind of came after. I think, I could be wrong, but I thought, if I remember right, Mo- Captain Morgan was kind of the original OG greatest pirate of all time consideration. Okay. Um, I think you're I think you're pretty dead on here. I um didn't know that, like, I figured he was a real pirate. But I didn't think he was like Blackbeard level real pirate. Well, and Blackbeard so, went off, went out with a bang. He had like a, he was a quick two year, three year stint of a pirate, and he was yes. done. Captain Morgan, I have no clue. Was it if it was his? You'll probably tell me if it was his yes. lifestyle for a long time, or was it a, um, fluke, or you know, like a short amount of time for him as well? Well, that's what we're gonna get into today, Jeffrey, because I got a whole story for you with. Crazy, crazy pirate things. Drama. I just thought it'd be good to to jump back into pirates again. You know, drama, love, lust. Yes, of course. The all human of it. condition. <laughs> all of it. All in one. <laughs> okay. So we're back. Well, take um, it away. Take it away. All right. Well, as you know, in 1944, you obviously know this fact. Uh, the Seagram's Corporation created the Captain Morgan Rum Company. I don't know this. And then purchased rum distilleries in Jamaica. Right, okay. you know this story. Come on, Jeffrey, stop it. I drink um, rum, but I don't. I don't think I know <laughs> that level of uh, intimate knowledge. So no. Right, but uh, for their labels, they commissioned an illustration of a pirate wearing a red coat with long black curly hair. For years, millions of bottles of Captain Morgan rum have been sold around the world. The name has become synonymous with alcohol. See, that's how I knew Captain Morgan. Yeah, wait a minute. Those those are the ones with the commercials where. Put a knee up? Yes. Is it the ones where we put a knee up or is it the ones where a barrel falls over the ship and then the guys jumps over the ship to go grab the barrel and they're like, oh, we lost him at sea. And then it cuts to a, a scene of them having a funeral and then he walks out of the sea with the barrel <laughs> on his shoulder. Because the Kraken took it? Yes. Yeah, was I do it remember. not that? Okay. One? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that is. We should look it up because I don't know. I love that uh, commercial. It might be the same, <laughs> but no, Captain Morgan is like, um, it's known as a college rum, you know, is but it, it's, it's the, the white rum you put in, uh, um, uh, what's that drink? <laughs> I've made it a few times. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, yes. but okay. Yeah. So it started, started how I, you knew it was from the rum That's company. That's right. 
Okay. Where, uh, yeah, so this the commercials where, you know, they're putting up one leg and saying, all right, captain, everybody starts calling everybody captain in the bar. That, I don't know if oh, you've seen okay. that. Okay, never mind. Okay, yes. I'm but yes. right there with you. Right. Um, so over time, people began to assume that this was a character created by Seagram's, right? Much like other fictional food characters like Ronald McDonald or Lucky the Leprechaun. Um, hey, but the tr- hey, hey, hold, hold on, what? hold on. <laughs> Ronald McDonald is a real guy. He's yeah. a real person. Well, he's then we need heart- to do the origins his, of Ronald McDonald. He's got <laughs> what? what are we doing here? <laughs> I actually why don't know Captain that. Morgan? This is like kid stuff. I wish Ronald McDonald was just a fictional character. <laughs> I hope he's not real. <laughs> that would be I, terrifying. Yeah, one. I, I mean, I'm. I I wouldn't say I'm afraid of clowns, but I definitely yeah. would not be a fan of. I mean, it movies didn't freak me out that much, but they were <laughs> still pretty terrifying. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think I would want that to be a real person. To be honest with you, right? I'd rather just let that one die and just like, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, we'll let it slide. Yeah, but uh, the true story of Sir Henry Morgan was lost with time, and most people do not realize that he was a very real person. And he went on epic adventures in the open sea, pillaging gold from the Caribbean during the 17th century. Right. See, I didn't even know. The height of the pirate power. I mean, again, you know, uh, set sail with Captain Morgan. There's, all, there's songs about him. He's a synonymous name. But for some reason, I associated him with being like a made-up pirate. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out he was real. Um, most people remember Henry Morgan as a pirate. He was technically a buccaneer, also known as a privateer. Right. We, uh, we t- I think I have limited knowledge on this, right? They were a yes. group of island people that were known for being fierce warriors. Uh, and so they got yeah. heavily, um, what's it, recruited to, yes. to be pirates? Uh, well, these were also, he was also like a private contractor, right? A privateer basically is yeah. when you were hired. Um, but they were hired to do everything that a pirate normally does. But it was considered to be legal because the English government hired them and helped them in battles right. uh, against their enemies. Right. Uh, since they were experts in sword fighting and finding hidden treasure, uh, that's kind of why they were recruited. Uh, while being a pirate was considered to be a criminal profession, becoming a privateer was the loophole for members of the upper class to have it as a job, and it was totally acceptable. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yes. So I thought we'd jump into Henry Morgan's growing up, what we know about his growing up. Yeah. Uh, Henry Morgan grew up in Wales to an upper-class family. Uh, For centuries, his ancestors lived in an estate called the Traeger House. Like most boys in the 1600s, Morgan's was all struck by the epic stories of pirates pillaging in the Caribbean. I think Blackbeard was brought up in a story, too, that he, he may have inspired him. Okay, and, so uh, Blackbeard might have been before Captain Morgan. Was it? Was it before him? Well, that's what you're referencing there, right? Okay, maybe. Because if uh, he was a kid, he was inspired by Blackbeard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would make Blackbeard older. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. But uh, that's what he decided he wanted to do when he grew up. Become a pirate. Who doesn't, right? I want to be a pirate growing up. I, I think it has an appeal because of the movies, but I, when I think about legitimate just being out on the ocean... Um, oh, yeah. Not having... Scurvy's a real thing. Yeah, like, if, I don't know. It doesn't seem as appealing when you... If, like, if I, if I close my eyes and I pictured myself on a wooden ship in the middle of the ocean with nothing right. but 20 other men around me... No showers. No showers, <laughs> drinking from rations, and only sure. drinking beer. I don't it know if they only bad. drink beer, of course. You wake but, up you know. and you work on the boat. That's the only way you live, you know? Yeah, and then you attack ships, which I wonder. I I wonder how epic they would be in real life. You know, epic yeah. being probably a bad word to use, but I compare <laughs> it to you know like the movie battles where you see, uh, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Right, you see the most epic all angle view of like a pirate ship battle, and, I, and then I, <laughs> I try to imagine a real thing happening. I feel like it probably would have been disappointing <laughs> this sounds horrible jeffrey, to it's say a, it's a it small it's a small price to pay to be rich jeffrey listen this i guess is, this is how you got rich back in the day yeah okay you steal it from other people and you couldn't do it by yourself not these big huge ships 
You know, I just would have you done had to join it more for a on land. You know, I just feel like <laughs> I would have been able to go to a house. You know, maybe with a a nice um, wicker lamp somewhere. <laughs> you know, some warmth, the fireplace. You could you could warm up your gold. little your cabin bunk with a wicker lamp on the. You know, you just have to probably nail it to the floor of the ship completely different timepiece, but i think i'm more in line with the gold hunting uh knights templar people you know i think yeah, i think i'm more in line with that area of finding gold treasure <laughs> and adventure through that area um, rather than probably being a pirate even though oh, i like man. the idea of just it. just wait you just wait until i get my freaking metal detector you just wait we still have that <laughs> podcast idea the se- second podcast idea i know right I know. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't pulled the trigger on doing it yet. But man, is it appealing to me? Just just for the adventure fact. That's what it makes you walking pirates. too. I mean, hey, get get some good exercise. Excuse to go outside and go for a walk. That's right. And if I have to find stuff that makes me money, then cool. Yeah, <laughs> but it'd be fun. It depends uh, on what kind you get as well. How deep it goes into the ground. Yeah, there's metal detecting. Dude, we could get into a whole sidetrack of the type of metal detectors. You know me when I do shopping, I do my research. Yeah. So I've been like all combed through all the best ones, what the capabilities are. I've even looked into the laws here in the state of where I can metal detect in the laws. Oh, is there around laws it. about it? Oh, yes. You can't just go metal detecting on any land you That's want. That's how they keep you confined, Jake. That's how they keep you from discovering <laughs> the real Not that they know the real treasure. Secret. What? <laughs> you just got to keep it secret. Yeah, you just got to keep it to yourself. That's all. Anyway, uh, back to Captain Yeah, anyway, back to pirates. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as a young adult, he traveled to the islands to make his dreams come true. It turns out he wasn't the only upper-class person to become a privateer either. His, teachers, uh, his teacher and mentor was named Sir Christopher Mings, and he taught him the pirate code as well as the way of being a gentleman adventurer. Which is like parlay, right? Right. <laughs> Parlay. Right. Parlay. They took that they took that from uh the real pirate code, which there is a real pirate code that was created. Yeah. By the way. Yes. Do you have So a if list? you want to go ahead and look that up, I might. look up the pirate code while I'm continuing. Pirate code. Okay, go for it. Cuz it's very real. Um nearly all privateers had to get their jobs through an organization called the Brethren of the Coast. What a cool name, by the way. That's a cool band name. That is a uh name. <laughs> These 1500 men would sometimes fall in and out of legal status of privateer and slip back into pirating when they were not given a new assignment. Uh, the group was very democratic. Each and every employee was given an employee contract, and they were allowed to vote on the, the popular captain they wanted to be to represent them. Uh, Henry Morgan was so enthusiastic about being the best privateer he could, he was just 23 years old when hundreds of men voted for him to be their leader. Okay. So he was really young. Did I, you, did you I, see the pirate code? I did. I found it. I found Do some it. articles of the pirate code. Do you want me to start listing them off? Yeah, list a couple of the pirate codes. I need um, to know. There's a few that shock me. Um, no fighting ab- 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 uh, abroad the pirate ship unless in battle and defense. Okay. No gambling that involved cards or dice. Oh. Um, no women. We know that not all ships adhere to that one. Um, <laughs> pirates must be ready and armed for battle at all times. Equal amounts of food and beverage for all pirates. All goods stolen would be divided equally among the pirates, with the exception of the captain and quartermaster, who would be twice their share. Um, pirates who lose a limb in battle would get an extra half a share of any loot. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, all pirates can vote on the trajectory of the ship and its missions. Um, all pirates abide by the orders of the captain or quartermaster. Yeah. So those are pretty strict, you know. Those are interesting democracy. rules when you think of pirates. Yeah. You think of pretty, like, lawless people. <laughs> yeah, no, they, but I, I mean, like I feel, those. to live that kind of life, you had to be uh, in line, you know. You had to be on yeah. the same, you can't, you can't have five different opinions, I don't think, on a pirate ship. With yeah. 40 people, 50 people? I don't know how many people are average <laughs> I don't on know a pirate ship, do you? Uh, no. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue with the story, but that was yeah. an interesting uh, Well, I was just codes. about to get into the money part of it, because I thought you'd find this interesting. In the contracts that Henry Morgan created for his crew, he promised to pay each of them 150 Spanish gold coins, which were known as pieces of eight, 
uh, just one of these coins was worth the equivalent to $66. So that meant each privateer was going to earn nearly $10,000 just for one mission. On top of that, if they were injured during battle, they were paid a bonus. For example, if a pirate was stabbed in their eye, they could get an extra 100 pieces of eight. If they lost an arm or a leg, they would get up to extra 500 to 600 pieces. So it was lucrative to be a pirate. Well, it's lucrative to lose a limb. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's not lucrative because in the end, but (laughs) especially back in those times to lose a limb. My Lord. I wonder if Um, they went down to the finger. I feel like people would lose a lot of fingers in piracy battles. I feel like, you know... Don't don't you think? I feel like when you're fighting with swords or guns that probably aren't at, that that accurate, right? With gunpowder, like, sure. I feel like the the first things to go might be your fingers and your toes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be a reasonable thing to assume. Possibly, possibly that makes sense. And an ear but, or two, you know. But you tell me there hasn't been like some embarrassing like pirate mishap. Like, say you accidentally hurt yourself and they have to remove your arm. Do you still get paid? I don't think I think it's strictly like, within battle. If something okay. happened within battle, <laughs> right. sure. But I don't well, think if you're on the ship and you just happen to you know crush your arm doing something dumb or like chop off your own arm. If you're saying, <laughs> you get, if you're asking me, if I think that someone can claim insurance fraud for right. losing an arm and I trying to the pin it off was. on a, a separate you know ship, I doubt it. I doubt okay. that someone could get away with that. Well, you never know, Jeffrey. It seemed like they were pretty democratic with this. Uh, they do. I did see that about a number, the average is 15 to 125 people. So yeah. that's a big range of type of ship, yes. I think. Uh, but there you go. Vessel. <laughs> Vessel. Uh, but Captain Morgan's various exploits led to legendary showdowns at sea. One of his most dramatic was a fiery confrontation with the Spanish Admiral Don Alonso del Camp Ozenia. Espinoza. I'll take it. Espinoza. I'll take it. In 1669. Please use it in a sentence. Uh, Can you please spell that back for me? uh, Yes. Um, (laughs) Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to move on and act like I said that perfectly. You nailed it. Um, Espinoza cornered Morgan and Marcebello, Venezuela, then a Spanish territory. Uh, as recounted by the chronological history of the West Indies, mm-hmm. Morgan had entered the city unimpeded and rooted out 250 frightened hiding residents, whereupon he tortured them into divulging where their loot was. Before Morgan could depart, Espinosa arrived with three heavily armed warships and ordered Morgan to release his prisoners and relinquish his loot and prepare to get wrecked. <laughs> prepare to um, die. Prepare to die. What's exactly. that movie? Uh... Where Lots he was, of movies. No, no, no one to go. Papa to die. Uh, what's the movie? Oh my gosh, the Princess Bride. Yes, that Princess Bride. Yep, that's where I'm going with it. <laughs> It'd be a shame to kill you. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> although utterly outgunned, Morgan put up his nautical dukes. Luckily, he was cunning. His crew converted a vessel into a fire ship, meaning they equipped it with combustibles or explosives to conceal the ploy. They fitted the ships with objects meant to resemble guns and disguised pieces of wood as people. Their boat bomb annihilated a Spanish vessel, and another warship was run aground and set ablaze to keep Morgan from capturing it. However, the privateer wasn't out of the woods yet. In order to escape with his riches and life intact, he feigned preparations for a land-based attack so Espinosa would aim his weapons in the wrong direction. Then, when the Spanish weren't looking... Morgan's ships drifted to safely, uh, drifted to safety under the cover of darkness. So some real art of war type shit. Damn right. Some he real, knew what he was doing. Yeah, some real tactical level, know thy enemy <laughs> level I know. Uh, preparation. I mean, the, the first, fact- the first being a, a, a basically a, how many? I'm assuming he had a fleet of ships. So if he was able to, sp- unless he he used his only ship, which I doubt that. With the it story says here he was going. outgunned, so I don't know. He was I outgunned, it, but I assume if you're using one of your ships it, yeah. as a fiery explosive, <laughs> uh, you probably have another ship you're relying on to get away safely with your gold. Um, right. But that's interesting. Um, I, I wonder if that really works. Like, How far out at sea are these people from the port to not see that it's just wood planks in the form of people, right? How do you, How do you not see that? Right. I, I know. It, it sounds insane. 
when it's like put in my brain. It sounds like a movie plot. Exactly. That you just like line up one ship of explosives and you just pretend like Captain Jack Sparrow to like just push it towards the other ship. And they're like, oh, they're coming this way. And they're like, yeah, Look, wait. And it's like before it's too late, you know, they're like, this is yeah. a real person. <laughs> they shoot it with a cannon and yeah. it explodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing goes exactly. up in smoke. <laughs> That's exactly what it seems like. I know, right? But apparently this really happened. And it took uh, out one ship and made the other ship run aground. Well, yes. Yeah, so, well, they, they tricked the other one to get away. Right. So the other one, right, but it exploded one ship and then the other ship that was left they had to feign they yeah, were they gonna feigned. be a land let them land and basically do yeah what, like a, a like straight up land battle. attack yeah uh how'd they do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i guess just ma- made them look like you know like prepared like they were going to yeah like put, so, put up fortifications type thing yeah or just started like uh getting close to the shore uh, in an area where they could dock and maybe they're just like, okay, so they're going to land. So we need to be ready for that mm. to fight. And then, uh, yeah, they ended up running. Uh, it says if fortunes favored the bold, then captain Morgan probably had the biggest set of cannonballs in the Atlantic. Wow. <laughs> uh, what a pun. right. Isn't that a great line? What I love that. <laughs> in, uh, 1668, he pulled off what a economic historian, Peter Earl called, perhaps the most successful and audacious amphibious operation of the 17th century. Now that's a mouthful. That's uh <laughs> what that's that a operation statement. he just did or another one? Another one. Oh wow. Okay. Yes. I thought that one was pretty impressive. But he got yeah. away on that from from that Spanish um he did. Uh, I don't even know his rank, but okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh faced with threats of disease and violent resistance. Morgan launched an assault on Portobello. Uh, Portobello was a treasure port in the Spanish main where Panama City stored its riches during the dry season. Unwilling to risk a frontal assault on his ships, Morgan commandeered 23 canoes, sneaked along the coast, and then ambushed the town by land. He literally took the city. Portobello was caught completely off guard, and Morgan wasted no time bringing in the place to its knees. He held all of Portobello for ransom. Now, tell me that isn't a movie. Um, Demanding 340,000 pesos from Panama City's governor in exchange for Morgan not setting the entire town on fire. (laughs) This dude sounds crazy. Um, But apparently, this was like heavily fortified. No one had ever done this before. This was like big big dick energy like this man this man should not have been able to pull this off now so if i'm assuming he has more than when i'm trying to put this in my mind to understand it mm-hmm. um i was like imagine like 50 people or 100 people right. that's not a lot of people no to 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 capture a city i right. guess if you're crazy enough and you i don't know but but surely this town had some sort of backbone right i mean like how, well, did, they, how did they, they do that? did but and they had defenses but again how he did it he he used canoes he didn't even take his big ships they didn't know attack was coming they were completely caught off guard because he used canoes to sneak in and they're waiting for like a big ship to come you know like a frontal assault on the city yeah and so it was the way how he took it i'm sure that helped him a lot in taking it at all yeah um but yeah so he held it at ransom, the entire city, uh, to the governor. and um, Did he get paid? Just to rub it in, Morgan referred to Portobello as an English town. The governor begrudgingly complied, and Morgan made a tremendous amount of money. Wow. <laughs> so it worked. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but that's not all. When Morgan faced Panama City's governor to pay the massive ransom for the town... Um, in 1668, exchanges between the two men got pretty testy. Uh, the governor didn't think Morgan was fit to lick his boots and wasn't afraid to say it. Wow. In a letter he would live to regret a thousand times over, the governor called Morgan an inferior person and a pirate. Um, people didn't say that about people didn't say that to Henry Morgan. Um, he took his status very seriously and considered himself a privateer. Now Panama City would have to learn the hard way that hell hath no fury like an insulted Captain Morgan. 
Wait a minute. So, so this is after you held the city for ransom. Yes. During the exchange of gold. Yes. He he, he did it. He some, got his money, and then the governor wrote a letter that insulted him. Yeah. And that's where I was going to take a break. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> to finish good, this story. Yeah, it's a good place uh, to take a break. It's about to get pretty crazy. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to that ad, if there was one. Uh, wasn't that a great ad, Jeff? Wasn't that great? It's a really good ad. Um, yeah. Man, how I'm long are we... definitely going to buy or do what that thing told me to do. Here's the thing. This is either going to be the greatest joke, <laughs> longest yeah. running joke. Yes. Or we're going to look pretty great. <laughs> Jeff- Jeffrey, we need we need an ad man. Anything. Uh, Toothpaste, <laughs> toilet paper. What do we need? Anything. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just keep thinking that because that's our, the new line immediately. Everyone knows that line if whoever's been consistently listening is, thanks for listening to that ad. If there was an ad in that. We're constantly talking um, about how there should be an ad there, and there probably yeah. hasn't been one. Man, it's going to be the longest running joke, or uh, or it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen this year. We're going to have an ad. You're right. A few ads, I believe actually. It. I'm, I'm, there should be. <laughs> if not, there's ads. something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with the way we're growing. Things are going pretty great. So I know. Um, also, I was going to ask, what episode is this? 55, Do we know what I number think? we're on? 55, 55, I think. Yeah. Dang. Um, Halfway to 100 episodes. Jeff, putting I in the did, work. I was not, like, when we first started this, I had no idea it was going to go this far. I wanted it to be. It's a habit now, you know? You kind of just, yeah. you do something, was it 30 days? Right. You just get into a habit? Yeah. You think it's this habit? <laughs> I don't think it's habit. I think it's a genuine enjoyment, and then... It just seems, it's just, once you make a plan for something that seems enjoyable, you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah. do it again next week. Yeah. Okay, do it's it again next week. It's just getting easier and easier, I think. Yeah. Uh, figuring this out and like working it out between us, getting a good setup. But yeah, like I, I really enjoyed all this. I just, you know what I mean? Like I don't think I could have told myself that like in a couple months that we'd be 50 episodes in. I didn't know how serious we'd get either. Me neither. Like Me neither. the topics... Um, I just, I, I went back and listened to last week's. So I'm like, dang, <laughs> you know, when we, when we talked about casual history, we first yeah. started like, ah, it'll be just, we'll do some random history stories that we find interesting and go from there. And I mean, I did find it interesting, but I'm realizing that <laughs> we we can get pretty, we talked about some serious subjects deep down week. in there, some pretty <laughs> deep in history, <laughs> um, but, Definitely. which brings us back to today, which is a fun one. I like these um, fun ones. Yeah, uh, man. I needed a pirate story. You know, I needed, <laughs> I needed some adventure. Yeah. I needed some lifting. This right is now. our second pirate story, right? We didn't do with yes. another one, did we? No. I think the only other one we did was Blackbeard, which you did. Oh, right, sorry. okay. Okay. I know. I remember yeah. Blackbeard. For some reason, I thought there was something... Maybe I thought I was going to do another one at yeah. one point. I don't remember. And, and again, all these inspirations happen during the week for me. Yeah. Like um, sometimes I'll just run across something and be like, oh, yeah, I'll do a podcast about that. But like even this, like I ran across a YouTube video on Captain Morgan and it sounded epic as hell when I listened to it. And it was like a seven minute thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I should I should look into this. Yeah. And so that's that's why I'm here. Yep. <laughs> Got caught in the rabbit hole. That's right. But where we left off was... Yes, we were just left off after Henry Morgan held the city of uh, Portobello for ransom to the governor. He got gold out of it. Yep, and he got all his money. He got insulted as well. He did. He He got got his pride shaken. That's right. He called him an inferior person and a pirate. And apparently that was an insult. That's kind of a weak insult, though. It is. You're inferior. <laughs> and maybe he was just looking to be insulted. Yeah. It's possible. You know, it's like but, the Michael Jordan meme, and I took that personally. You know, there's those people who just personally. want to be good at something. If he wanted to be the best <laughs> pirate and to build his name, he he was looking for something to be upset about, you know? Look, all he wanted was mutual respect. He wouldn't have done any of this if he just gave him respect. Well, he kind of did it in the first place without... <laughs> no, I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. I don't think I'm he was joking. wanting respect. I think he wanted... Uh, Fame no. and glory. Yeah. But obviously, like, I would write an insulting letter to a man who just literally held my city for ransom and got all this money out of me. 
I mean, that's a huge fortune. Well, he what probably, he, you he think, I'd for... think he would do it to save face as well. You know, imagine yes. the embarrassment of you oh, being God. the protector and controller leader of this city that gets held up for ransom. And the guy starts calling it an English city, you know? Right. Like, it's no, what? <laughs> this is, Wait, what? this is embarrassing. I'm sure it kind of, uh, put one on Definitely. his uh, reputation. So I'm sure it was a get back at you type letter that I'm still exactly. in control. I, this man is beneath me, you know, that's right. Well, now he's pissed Captain Morgan off. So everybody started doubting him. Panama city was one of the richest ports in all of the new world. And just getting there would require surviving 70 miles of disease infested jungle. Yeah. But not only did Morgan attack Panama City next, he did it with the largest fleet ever seen in the Caribbean. Uh, in 1671, that fleet, consisting of 38 ships and more than over 2,000 men, laid waste to the Spanish main as they were murdering their way to Panama City. 38 ships, 2,000 men on the sea. That's a whole... It, yeah, it was the largest fleet ever seen in the Caribbean. Yeah. Literal quote. Um, How did he get that? Was they were pirates? All of them were pirates. Yes, they were his men. What his his fleet grew massively after he had gained so much money and esteem, especially yeah. after capturing the city. Yeah, uh, and knowing that he did fair wages and knowing that he would get them more money, people flocked to him like crazy. That's insane. Yeah, his so own this army. Time, now the way I understood it was Panama City. Yeah, like they had to land on the other side. They couldn't attack the city up front. They had to land on the other side of the landmass, on the complete other side where the ocean touched. And then they had to climb through jungle to attack on land the city. Because no one so, would expect it, right? No one would expect it. They didn't have defensive exactly. defenses really that way. Right, but to lead 2,000 men into the jungle, I mean, is pretty insane. Um but they did it. They uh, laid waste to the Spanish main as they murdered their way to Panama City. When they finally reached the city, they spent a month torching houses and torturing residents. Um, apparently, there's a person who wrote a book on him. I believe he was, I think, I don't know what they said, where he was on the ship. But a person, a person who apparently kind of was a little bit of an eyewitness wrote a story about Captain Morgan and his exploits. Um, he has a very weird name, X Esquimlins, okay. like a scribe. <laughs> said, yeah, Esquimlins version of this story. He writes that Morgan was totally ruthless. He apparently tied nuns and priests together to shield him from the bullets of the Spanish army. Oh my god! <laughs> and then forced women to be his pirate wife for a night. That's a very nice way of saying it. <laughs> um, That's horrible. Yeah. The governor had already escaped with literal boatloads of treasure, so his heist wasn't as lucrative as expected, but Morgan got his revenge. So he went, so he, yeah, right for Panama. Exactly. Wow. So he did that all for revenge, and he did it. Which that is sounds wild. like a horrible, horrible, this sounds just horrible. <laughs> I, I can't. That is, that is also um, an interesting fact. When I was looking this up, I saw one version of this whole story from like a, um, I don't know, like a better light, like a very like gentler light on him that he wasn't like this person uh, that like described as ruthless as he yeah. is, like as being as harsh or you know as crazy as he is. But then I saw another one which says this, like that it's very, you know, like he was. That crazy. seems like the realistic way to. I, I'm like trying to imagine that happening. Like if you go in verse, like it's war, you know, right. that seems like a realistic version of it, which none of that is ever pretty. So, well, see, here's the thing. Um, also one of the details, uh, I'm trying to see if I have it written down here. Um, yeah. So apparently like at this time he didn't know, but when he was attacked Panama, he kind of like started a war because what had happened was I think the English and the Spanish had had a treaty, mm-hmm. but he wasn't notified. You know, there's no way of getting news out to him out at sea. 
So by him attacking them in peacetime, technically, he, it was kind of like an act of war uh, by taking Panama. Was he viewed which, as a privateer or a pirate? Well, see, he was, he was uh, a part of the British Navy. Like, he was a part of that as a privateer. So doing, like, attacking the Spanish was legal, but he did it way more outside of his jurisdiction Understood. than normal. Okay, that makes a lot more sense um, now. Yes. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like the other version was like, oh, he didn't know that technically he was breaking the law. Like beforehand, he was just a really good privateer. Yeah. (laughs) And this one's a little bit more harsh on like, he was more personable. He did terrible things. So I don't know which one's correct. (laughs) Yeah. And if he did it, I doubt he would do it. Um, Like either way, if he knew he like he could get away with it. And if it was something based on just trying to get back on this guy get back at this guy Um, right yeah okay but uh but one detail that cannot be debated however um about this is the fact that morgan defeated the spanish and walked away with a massive fortune while the exact number is not known we know he walked away with anywhere between twenty five thousand to four hundred thousand pieces of eight which would be tens of millions of dollars today and they just had this in panama yes wow I guess it was a big city. city. Yeah, it was a big trade city. Interesting. Yes, and I think that's where a lot of like trade and gold routes were uh, passing. What happens to the people? Like, what happens to like? Okay, that happens, right? And they leave. They leave. And if your family, pieces of your life. But if you're a family, if you're a trade person, if you're you know some like person with the skill, and you just got robbed like the whole city just got robbed and looted Mm -hmm. where does new money come to the town like how how does that how do you get started back again i i don't know man i don't know i guess you just have to pick up the pieces i mean this sounds dumb but there's no insurance there's no you know like i doubt that there's surely it's a connected city to like you said it's like a big city for trade and all that but that just seems like such a I feel like that would send that whole city crumbling, but obviously it didn't. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it maybe it did. I don't really know the aftermath of what happens after your city is raised. I mean, I'm sure it takes a long time for people to recover. Who knows what was burned down? Who knows what was destroyed? People that were killed, like who knows? Yeah, uh, what it took for some of these people to like pick up their lives and continue. Yeah, but you know, I'm sure some people didn't have a choice. They just had to pick up and continue and try to make a living. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, but, uh, yeah. So some stories are so awesome that no matter how obviously made up they sound, your heart partly believes them. Mm. So this next one is debated. Debated. Okay. But the, but the tale of the flaming arrow of San Lorenzo might be that story for you. Now, if that isn't an epic name <laughs> for something, um, the flaming but it occurred arrow. during the early portions of Morgan's Panama city can campa- campaign. As accounted by adventurers in history land, in order to bring the pain to Panama City, Morgan's men had to get past Fort San Lorenzo. Tasked with completing that mission was Colonel Joseph Bradley, who rounded up, rounded up to 470 men and formed a three-ship squadron. Um, Morgan's forces had a lot working against them. Someone had tipped off the Spanish who were ready to rumble by sea and land. While attempting to assess what they were dealing with, Bradley and company were met with whizzing cannonballs from the fort. In addition, they had dangerous coral reefs to worry about. Things went badly during the battle until a freak accident turned the tide for Bradley and the Buccaneers. Um, Supposedly, one of the Buccaneers was struck with an arrow mid-retreat. Enraged, he wrapped this arrow in cotton and shot it back with a musket. Presumably, the gunpowder ignited the arrow, which struck one of the fort's thatched roofs, and a massive fire ensued, intensified by grenades. A A loaded bronze cannon exploded, blowing a hole in the wall. When all was all said and done, San Lorenzo's fortification was reduced to rubble. How it started sounds suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Doesn't it? First of all, are you telling me he fired an arrow from a pistol? I doubt it. Is he that wrapped possible? it in cotton so it would fire and then 
you telling me that went anywhere? Yeah, I need like, that would fly straight ASAP. I feel like that's not a hundred percent. It seems a little fishy. That seems, <laughs> but it makes for an awesome story. It does make for an awesome story, but I, I immediately <laughs> want to go to MythBusters and I want someone to like. I wonder if someone's already <laughs> yeah, done dude. that on YouTube, but I want to understand if that was real or not. <laughs> I know, I know, for real. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, th- again, that along with the story of a completely like a ship being used just just to explode another ship, yeah, like ramming into another. I was like, those both sound crazy. Yeah, they do. They sound like movie um, movie intros and outros. Do we know how they long he lived? How like wh- how what did he? What became of Captain Morgan? Are we going to get there? Definitely. Okay, I We're didn't know. I didn't know. I just my mind is immediately going to. Yeah. Okay, this man was crazy. Did some crazy <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. But was it but a he long was like you said, career? Well, I'll I'll get to that because obviously I'll I'll talk about his death uh, a little bit later. But it's very interesting that he is compared to Blackbeard because that it seems like from the articles I read that it was definitely he was up there. Like with the crazy exploits, like doing manic things. I still think Blackbeard's like death stories and all the stuff that we had in that whole episode was like he might have been the better pirate in those two years. But man, like this is this is he's taking full cities. Like that's that's pretty big. Yeah. Uh I don't even know if there was any stories about Blackbeard taking full cities. He probably did. Yeah, um, I, I thought I again when I was doing the research for Blackbeard, I could have swore I ran across across an article where Captain Morgan was mentioned as the um, like most notorious pirate outside of Blackbeard. So Interesting. Um, maybe I had the, the names mixed up, but I'll look for it um, as you're, you go for keep Keep going. Um, I'll look and see if I can find what I'm looking for. Heck yeah. All right. Well, thieves don't steal for free. The whole point of forming a ring of plunderers is to enhance the chance of a se- successful heist so everyone involved can enjoy a ginormous payday. However, if Surgeon Alexander Exquimelin, I don't know how he says his yeah. last name, uh, is to believe. So he was a surgeon. Uh, after the sacking of Panama City, Captain Morgan left his men in the lurch and made off with the greatest and best part of the spoil which has been concealed from them in the dividend. Hmm. So he did the pirate thing and took more than uh, people know. Yep. It was the kind of double cross that seemed too low for the lowest low life to attempt. Morgan and his men had braved 70 miles, a 70 mile death trap of a diseased jungle together and toppled one of the most famous places in the Western hemisphere. And then he runs off with all the money. Yeah. I, um, I did just read, um, just so I jump in here real quick. That yeah, there's a funny line in here. I was looking up. I did type in most notorious pirates, and he is top. So yeah, I'm, I was. Correct. He is the top. Henry Morgan is number one. Um, nice. But the, one of the reasons here, um, it says, it's known for plundering towns, including the likes of, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say it, but a Spanish town that had to be completely rebuilt after Morgan and his men were done with it. Basically, like burned it to the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's one of the most notorious pirates. I was, uh, anyway, <laughs> no, yeah. Outside of black people. Uh, he, he kind of has connections with everything. I read an article that this one doesn't say so, but I read something. I don't know who came up with the pirate code or obviously it was before him, but he had some connection with making the pirate code. I thought I read as well as um, which we'll get to later, I think, in my research, which was uh, he's connected to like Tortuga, Port Royal, mm. all the like major things that you think that uh, pirate movies have stolen, right? As famous pirate cities. Yeah. Like this man was involved um, later on. So Morgan and his crew sail back to Jamaica as victors. They're greeted on the shore with crowds of cheering Englishmen. Little did they know that while they were gone, England and Spain had set aside their differences over territory and signed a peace treaty. This was years before email and cell phones, of course, and there was no way for Henry Morgan, who uh, could have gotten a letter delivered in the open sea or in the middle of the jungle. He accidentally attacked one of England's allies. Even though the government hired him to attack them in the first place, this was a big mess up on England's part. But they kept the money and arrested Captain Morgan for being a pirate. (laughs) 
Oh no, that's kind of yeah, that's, right. that's kind of. I mean, I get it, but I don't. <laughs> I get it, but I don't. Yeah. You don't. First of all, the keeping the money that's just that's screwed yeah. up. Um, but the arresting for being a pirate, I feel like you should go. Well, he didn't know. Go run. Go go else. Go somewhere else. Like banish him. Do anything, but. They arrested him. Like that's pretty. They did. That's pretty cheap. He was your best man out there. I know, right? I mean, no one was doing the stuff he did. Uh, as a criminal, he was deported back to England, where he was expected to serve time in jail of London. However, once he arrived in the city, word had already gotten spread about his victory in Panama and how it was going to help the Jamaican colony thrive. Uh, Henry Morgan was a celebrity, and people forgave him for the mix-up. He was sent free and immediately began falling into the life of a gentleman. Huh. Funny how these pirates, when they get money and they're comfortable, well, yeah, you're <laughs> all famous, of a sudden turn into kinda, politicians. The, the fame kind of got them out of... Uh, out of trouble. Out of trouble. Definitely. They couldn't just kill off one of their most famous pirates. Uh, he was invited to tons of parties and earned a great reputation in London. Um, while illustrations of Morgan show him as a man with a handlebar mustache... The portrait he had painted in London shows that he was actually still incredibly young-looking and baby-faced with a clean shave. Hmm. Women everywhere could not resist his charming, handsome gentleman pirate. Now, we know if, that that's all self-made. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Come on. Even King Charles. If you're famous. Even King Charles II wanted to be his friend. Well, that's because, because of his popularity, right? I don't know. After hanging out together and hearing all the stories of his bravery... King Charles decided that he should be knighted as Sir Henry Morgan. He knighted a man he was going to put in jail. Wow. <laughs> he arrested him. But he's so charming, he got knighted famous. after being he's a pirate. He's so famous. Popularity kills all, doesn't it? Um, that's crazy. I, I guess Power, so. Man. But I thought that was pretty wild for him to go from literally enemy to, oh, okay, well, I'm going to knight you to one of the highest honors I can do. Um, it's not a bad look. It's not a bad look. Uh, Morgan returned to Port Royal, Jamaica, and began to organize a group of privateers to go on missions. He was so good at his job and well, so well-respected in the community that Port Royal became almost like a 17th century Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, there was gambling, drinking, prostitution, music performances, and nearly everyone there was a pirate, privateer, or buccaneer. Wow. Um, throughout Europe, it gained its reputation as being the most sinful city in the world, but it was also the richest, with brand new buildings and state-of-the-art ports for the newest ships in the Caribbean. Sounds like my kind of place. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> so he continued to drink rum, party, and have the time of his life until he died at 53 years old. Okay. When he passed away, boats were docked in Port Royal from all over the Caribbean as hundreds of pirates showed up to pay respects to him. The ship's fire was what was most likely the loudest 22 gun salute in history. So he definitely was the goat. He was like, he was the like goat. Michael Jordan and everyone in the pirate community after him is like, this guy led the way. Yes. Like we're taken after him. Interesting. That's right. Uh, Port Royal was never the same without Captain Morgan, literally. Just four years after, uh, one of the biggest earthquakes in Caribbean history struck in 1692. This earthquake caused a tsunami and thousands of people died. Wow. Uh, those beautiful buildings and expensive boats and even the cemetery where Morgan was buried crumbled in the earthquake. Oh, wow. And then got washed out to sea. You see how Today, small things are? Oh, sorry for dog. No, you're fine. <laughs> you see how small things are and compared to Mother Nature? Like we're talking about human know, stories man. and wow, look how great an epic adventure. And then all of a sudden, bam, Earth can just yeah. go, ah. Uh. <laughs> I know. Gonna, just like, you know what? Forget yeah, this. Just, also, Jeffrey, I want to go here because it says today the sinful city of Port Royal is still underwater and it remains to be seen. You can see it by scuba diving off of Jamaica's coast. Oh, so wow. now that's what I want to do. Wow. I did not know that. I didn't <laughs> right. know that at all. So the remains of the city is underwater there. Underwater. Wow. That's insane. I just typed it in so I can look up some photos. Yeah. Please do. And please share them. I mean, uh, I haven't seen them wow, either. Wow, this but is I thought crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah, that's a that's a famous like it's used in every pirate like TV show, Port Royal, Tortuga. 
He's wow. the one who kind of created modern this day band. Atlantis, man. Um, okay, mm-hmm. crazy. That's really good to know. We should definitely post some photos of this um, with this podcast. Yeah, definitely. I, I've got some ca- uh, pictures too of uh, the picture that was talking about him being clean shaved. Yeah, and what he looked like. Um, actually, that picture that's in our our logo, Jeffrey, for Casual History, yeah. is somehow tied to Captain Morgan himself too. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a depiction of him fighting another person or another pirate. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought that was very ironic. Yeah, I do just want to mention here, it looks like Port Royal, just it, the coastline changed. That yes. Some of it, not all of it. I My, immediately, <laughs> my mind went, wait, wait a minute, the whole thing's underwater? Um, so it looks like basically just a big piece of it fell into the water. Okay, good to know. Okay. Um, as I'm just but yeah, looking at I this. definitely want to go now and scuba dive because that would be awesome to see a pirate city. that would be really fun um i think yeah. i think we should get there's a few things we should do i definitely know we need to go to cairo we need to go to egypt but yes. i definitely want to get a, we, we should get scuba di- diving licenses and then um like make like some plans to do some cool stuff honestly like that would be such a cool thing and do the podcast in cairo like if we just went to go see places, what if just Cairo is in the background of our podcast? We started like recording it. We'd have to video it because we're there. Yeah, yeah. We should definitely like, go to different. That would be a fun um, little series podcasting. That would be across the world. Man, we got to plan it. We got to plan it, and then we got to plan it. I know. P L A N E T. I know. Right now, it's a little hard to 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 leave places and to do it so safely. But you know, yep. I'm waiting for <laughs> eventually a when that happens. I'm gonna take some small trips and then. Hopefully sometime later this year we can be able to, I don't know, get back yeah, to traveling, at least in a semi-safe way. I know. Um, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. But, uh, okay, and I have one more little thing that tack onto this here. Okay. Which is uh, Lost Ships, which is a story of the actual company that use, uses Captain Morgan for the rum. Um, this, is, this is where our ad should come in. Oh, this I is know, who right? should be God, the ad of please. this. We're basically promoting Captain Morgan's rum. I know. You're right. You're right. But Captain Morgan lost five of his vessels during his travels. Among them was his flagship, the Satisfaction, which sank in 1671. Um, during the campaign to sack Panama, that's when it sank apparently, Okay. with partial funding from the Captain Morgan Rum Company, archaeologist Frank Hasselman led an expedition to find Morgan's sunken ships. And in March 2011, his team uncovered six cannons from the captain's fleet per the Independent. And in in August, they found something remarkable. Poking from an unmarked watery grave was part of a ship's hull. Hanselman's team believed they had found the satisfaction, and the rum company boasted about their partnership in a press release. Alas, though, their announcement came prematurely. As National Geographic elaborated... Further investigation revealed that the ship had no connection with Morgan or his conquest. Hmm. It was actually a Spanish merchant ship called the Ex- Excarnation. It's again, I wish I could say this better. You nailed it. But it sank in 1681. You nailed it. So, yes, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Every time but yeah, we so misspell they thought they something, had found sorry to interrupt you. Anytime we, mis- when we mispronounce something, I'm just going to say you nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. It helps my confidence a lot. Yeah. Keeps, keeps everyone on the but, toes. But yeah, man, that means that his ship is still out there. We still haven't found it. There's so much we haven't found. I know, man. The ocean holds all secrets. It does. I'm telling you, that's that's the place. What's the crazy number? We've only mapped 7% of the entire ocean or something along those lines. Right. It's something so small. Yeah. I mean, it's so vast. You don't You don't even understand how vast the ocean is. When you think of it, um, it's wild. I, I think who that was, again, that I don't know job. how old that statement is. <laughs> I wonder who, who does that job, you know? What? Who, who's going to pay for people to map the bottom of the ocean? I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, sorry. The this entire... was in 2014. There's a claim that it was 0.0.5%. The ocean floor has been mapped. Wow. Um, but that was in 2014. So, right. I mean, Six years, I you remember, know, a lot happens. I don't know. <laughs> I remember hearing um, the classic, you know, statement of like, we know more about Mars and the moon than we do, or outer space than we knew about what's on our planet right now. Makes sense. Um, in the oceans. 
So I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming it is. Um, I wouldn't doubt it, man. There's got to be so much information down there, even just depending on how far back we go and what's been left. We literally just don't have the technology to go that deep, man. I mean, it's unimaginable. James Cameron went pretty dang far. You're right. He did at the risk of his own life, and they've been specialty trying to build these things that don't crush under the weight. Yeah. But like that's the real reason is is because people can't get down there. Yeah. Even vehicles that they build without people in them um can't survive like to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, the pressure. And so yeah, so it stops everything. Like the machines just literally get crushed from the weight of the water. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. The ocean but that's what's I'm not gonna lie, us. the ocean terrifies me. Dude. A thousand percent. It's it's one of the most terrifying. I ever. love the beach. I love ocean in general. <laughs> Even swimming at the beach sometimes gets me a little. It's a little uh, <laughs> deep <laughs> no, sea. Like bad. imagine just being pl- like dropped in the middle of the ocean with water mm-hmm. all around you, and you can't see any land. Like that terrifies me. Yeah, man. It's the same thing when you go out into space, bro. Like when you see astronauts, when they're turning, like, again, like I think of interstellar every time I think about that, that exact same concept is when, when he's finally in orbit and they have to finally turn into the void of space. Yeah. It's like you literally, like there's nothing around you everywhere outside of this ship. You would die. Yeah. There is nothing, no life. Well, the, around. don't even like, get the, crazy. the space thing that always twists my mind is, a, is thinking that like once you get out of the pull of the earth. Literally, mm-hmm. you just hope that you you get a good push the right way oh, back yeah. in. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. once you're out of the pull of like you know our atmosphere, and you're, you're even out of orbit. Say you pass like the space station when you're out of orbit, and you're like that. That <laughs> just freaks me out. Like one, well, we wrong don't push, just like turn on our engines and yeah. hope. I mean, we definitely have some sort of like uh, you know mathematical way of like finding that out and getting a right. Tra- trajectory yeah, but, but still but that still, still freaks me out thinking that yeah. you're just well if your engine shut off now and you just you just float yeah, yeah you're going you, you float into you the do, void just keep going to be there forever yeah yeah if you're out of that atmosphere if, if not atmosphere but if you're out of the pull of the earth right and you just mm-hmm. if you make it past that threshold and you just say so you're in run free out of space then yeah. things get weird i think that yep. way of the ocean as well yeah honestly that terrifies me. I don't know. Like it would, it would scare me. Have you, have you seen those boat ships? Uh, sorry, boat ships. Those boat ships. Those videos. <laughs> yeah, the boat ships. Uh, <laughs> boat ships sounds like a good snack. Um, it's like a chip. No, those videos. Chips of those fishing this, vessels okay. in huge waves. Like I'm talking like 50, 60 foot. Waves. Yeah, yeah. Those things are. I I get. Oh my out every lord! Time. I could not. Yeah. I could not deal with any of that deadliest uh, catch always got me as well yeah man that's what i'm saying yeah. man those boat chips really really scary boat ships buy it today at your local walmart <laughs> and kroger do you want Go chips get you a boat chip. this? <laughs> do you want chips in the shape of boats so did we so we made them boat ships that's awesome <laughs> honestly i'd buy it <laughs> new new merch i do it only- <laughs> uh, new merch that's <laughs> our new merch do you line. like a salty never mind <laughs> hey what, let's 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 uh, briefly i just like to make this statement yeah. i know no one wants that on their hands but man it'd be cool if your merch was all food what do you what do you why mean? don't people instead of just like all clothing why doesn't like branded food how epic would that be branded food i think it's probably harder to make something that tastes good also, I'm, I'm sure there's like a billion regulations, like regulations between like food and like making it edible and making sure no one. Oh, I think you'd be surprised how easy that is in America. You think I so? I think so. I mean, look at what's on our shelves oh. currently, to be honest with you. I know. So, I know, man, but it'd just be really funny listen, if someone was like, I don't sell t-shirts. I sell Doritos, but like my brand of Doritos. Right. Or I definitely <laughs> think my, we could uh, we could make our boat ships happen. I know. All right, Captain Morgan Rum. Let us do we're, a we're, we're looking at you to sponsor us and you. sponsor our chip idea. We should create the perfect oh, chip yeah. to go along with the rum, right? Like, mm, you know, in those cocktail go. hours where you're just, you're dying for a yeah. chip. Cocktail hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <God. laughs> All right. This has been a good podcast. Thanks for bringing up this has been good. Captain Morgan. Glad we could talk about boat chips. Yep. Um, 
I'm glad I'm glad we got to that because that was really important to me. Back into the but, pirate uh, Yeah, world. man. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. It's always good to talk about pirates. I love pirates, man. I love a good pirate story. <laughs> me too. All right. Well, All right. thank you guys for listening to another episode of Casual History. I will do another self-promo. Shameless plug. Find us on social do media, it. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, that's where we post. Random information. These podcasts are random photos, random cool articles we find, a little bit of everything. Yeah. So this is where you're going to be able to find all these uh, reference photos that we're talking about and the things that we find really cool in this whole article. So that way you can follow along and uh, see what we're looking yeah. at. Yeah. Because all these are really interesting. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on all your stuff. Share with your friends if you like it. I mean, it's okay if you don't. You can still share. Share it with your enemies. We don't care. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you guys. See ya.